Hey, it's Josh. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you all know that the Vermont Public Spring Membership Drive has arrived. Donations from folks like you make everything we do here possible. If you want to help support our people-powered journalism, be sure to make a donation in any amount by March 16th by going to bravelittlestate.org donate. And as always, thank you for your support. From Vermont Public Radio, I'm Myra Flynn. And today is the one-year anniversary of George Floyd's murder. A sad reality is that his murder was not exceptional. And also, a leading cause of Black American deaths is homicide. So, I've been thinking a lot about how people die. Because how people die in a community shapes how people grieve. It's very gut-wrenching. It's a very, very gut gut-wrenching like physically and and emotionally to like you know hear stories like this and experience this that's bobby hackney jr a musician who lives in burlington bobby and i spent some time talking about grief specifically black grief as bobby and his brothers who make up his band are all black men hopefully we'll get to a place where this won't have to happen that we can celebrate people when they're here and when they're alive and knowing that they'll still be here and their lives wouldn't get robbed of from them, you know, in, in such a brutal way just because of, you know, who they are, because they're black or brown or POC or whatever. Oddly, the shape of Black grief is not always a sad one. Sometimes, in our culture, as I also identify as Black, grief can simultaneously hold mourning and sadness alongside full displays of joy, healing, dancing, good food, and more often than not, at its center is music. These layered displays of Black grief have a name, homegoings, an often elaborate African-American funeral tradition marking the going home of the dead. I remember attending my grandmother's, and I think if anyone dropped into witness, it might not have looked like we were grieving at all. It's almost a celebration of the resilience that walks alongside Black grief. So. In that spirit, we are presenting a special series with musicians of color who live in Vermont. In each episode, we'll talk with an artist about some of this stuff and we'll hear their music. Welcome to Homegoings, a special series from Brave Little State. Thanks to Vita for their support of Brave Little State. Since 1974, Vita has helped Vermont businesses grow and thrive. From agriculture to energy, startups to family companies. Find solutions that fit your business. Visit VEDA.org to start your next chapter today. And Sunset Lake CBD, a farmer-owned business crafting CBD products right here in Vermont. Learn more about their sustainable farming practices, delivery options, and how to support local farmers at sunsetlakecbd.com. Bobby Hackney Jr. is one-third of the band Rough Francis. Well, Rough Francis is uh, 
a brother band. So it's me, um, my brother Urian, and my other brother Julian. Black musicians are often associated with the sound of founding musical genres like R&B, hip-hop, and reggae. However, the Hackney Brothers all but decimate that stereotype. Rough Francis is pure punk rock. I got into punk rock through my skater friends and I started going to 242 and that kind of changed my whole world. 242 Maine was an all-ages punk venue in Burlington. And I became, you know, part of the Burlington, Vermont punk scene and started playing in punk bands and hardcore bands when I was a teenager. And for Bobby, music is quite literally in his blood. Bobby's father and uncles were also in a super successful band in the 70s. A fun fact he never even knew about until he was an adult. And then, you know, as I got a little older and started to have children of my own, me and my brothers discovered that um, our father and uncles were in this other band that started in Detroit in the 70s called Death. That was just like a big family surprise that, you know, that just like hit us out of nowhere. And it was like this big... I was floored by this nearly inherited coincidence. Can you imagine learning later in life that your dad and uncles were also players in a super niche all-black punk rock brother band? Mind blown. It was like this big... It's actually a secret. Our um, our dad didn't really tell us anything about it <laughs> until we found out ourselves. And then we confronted him and he told us the whole story. And then it kind of unfolded into this thing. This thing became kind of a big deal. Bobby and his brothers continued to play locally, but covering the music of death in tribute to their father and uncles. Before they knew it, they had a pretty sweet buzz brewing in Vermont and beyond. Media outlets like the New York Times began to reach out and even released a story on the family band, who spun their secret into stardom. Uh, that was pretty much the start of Rough Francis was, you know, us being a tribute band to our father and uncle's band. And then we uh, used that as a springboard to, you know, do, do our own thing. And here we are now. <laughs> And it was a long story. It's always a long story. (laughs) You know, something I've always loved about the genre punk rock is that it is both a sound and an adjective. Like, that is so punk rock. To me, the phrase punk rock, it's synonymous with something radical. To be radical in joy, rage, and sadness is pretty punk rock. And it brings up some other thoughts about this specific Black grief I talked about earlier. When so much Black art is born from loss and pain, does grief have a sound? And if so, do we have to consider that some of our favorite Black music is actually the sound of musicians grieving radically? For some reason, you know, Like, ever since I was little, I was always drawn to more aggressive music. Like, there was something about the energy and just, like, the directness of punk rock music that spoke to me. And I remember, um, actually, this was, like, a a very pivotal moment. When I was in eighth grade, I remember seeing 
the Rodney King beating. And that really had a huge impact on like, you know, my perspective on American racism. That was like the first time I, I got to see firsthand, like what it looks like, like the, that's the product of it right there. Bobby and I talked about being Black musicians for well over an hour. In Vermont, it's a rare opportunity to have that safe space and time together. And I asked him how his grief is taking shape these days, given this morbid anniversary. And in keeping the traditions of homegoings top of mind, how he might choose to send George Floyd home. I just want to send him home just saying that we're always thinking about him and thinking about the other George Floyds out there. Dante Wright, Richard Brooks, Daniel Prude, Brianna Taylor, Tatiana Jefferson, Philando Castile. The list goes on. It's a constant thing, and we just have to keep it in the front of our minds all the time and through our actions and the people that we we surround ourselves with and just have that consciousness there all the time. When we come back, we'll break down the Rough Francis song Tito's Revenge and take a deep listen. That's right after this on Homegoings. Tito's Revenge is off the 2019 album Urgent Care, and we're back with Bobby Hackney Jr., who sings lead vocals. Well, with this song, Tito's Revenge, it's pretty much just like thinking back on how long, you know, we've just been held down, held held down and held back for so long. Um, And I'm talking about like, you know, mainly Black Americans. And at some point, there's a breaking point. And those breaking points, you know, just kind of, they lead to change. And, you know, all all the people that came before us, they had to be the pioneers. They had to be the first ones to to do this or do that, you know. And it's it's still happening today where to be heard, we have to fight extra hard and extra long to just get our just to come to the table sometimes. That fight Bobby talks about here is nearly palpable in Tito's Revenge. It shows up in the cacophony of electric guitars, hard-hitting drums, and what's called a growl in this genre, better known as scream singing. So the song is just about recognizing that struggle, but also saying that we will get there. You know, it might take us extra long. It might, when, you know, we're trying to be heard or trying to just do the things that everybody else can do, uh, we will get there. And most of the time it's, it's not, it's not too pretty, but when it does happen, it's, it's a very joyous moment and, you know, we just move on to the next thing, but I don't know. It's, It's just about like that constant struggle that we face, you know. You may have noticed that Bobby says, you know, often. And sadly, I do know. I'll admit, many tears were shed while creating this episode. And as our series continues, I'll expect many more will come. And Bobby agrees that this constant cycle of loss and grieving and strength and upholding can be... (sighs) Pretty exhausting. It is, yeah, very exhausting. (laughs) But there is a healing 
in unpacking our grief together. As it turns out, community is pretty punk rock. Now, let's listen to Tito's Revenge. Let's turn it up really loud. If you're wearing headphones, don't turn it up too loud. But uh, if you're not wearing headphones, turn it up really loud. That's my only recommendation. Thanks for listening to Homegoings, a special series from Brave Little State. We'll be releasing a new installment every week for the next month, so keep an eye on your feeds. To see a photo of Bobby Hackney Jr. and the rest of Rough Francis, and check out the lyrics to Tito's Revenge, head to bravelittlestate.org. I produced this episode and composed the Homegoings theme music, mix and sound design by Josh Crane and me, Our digital producer is Elodie Reed, and the executive producer of Brave Little State is Angela Evansy. I'm Myra Flynn. We'll be back soon. Until then, remember, be brave. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, Sometimes, you need to hit pause and rewind. 
NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.